and welcome to UC Today. My name is David Dungay. Today I am talking to Brian Butler from Alianza and Brent Kelly from Omnia. Welcome to the show, guys. I hope you're both well. Hi, David. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yes, David. Great. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, look, today we've got a really, really exciting conversation to have. We're going to be talking about uh, transformation in the service provider uh, sector. Uh, but before we get into that, should we do a few quick introductions? Um, Brian, do you want to kick us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself and Alianza. Yeah, yeah David, you bet. Um, Brian Butler, CEO and founder of Alianza. Alianza is cloud communications platform for service providers, powering kind of the next generation of cloud transformation of core communications network infrastructure. So happy to be here. And uh, Brent. Sure. My name is Brent Kelly. I am a principal analyst at Omdia. I have been in the industry for many, many years and have followed the progression as this whole area that we now call unified communications and collaboration and cloud communications have developed over the years. And so have a, a pretty good perspective on how this market has developed and where it's going. Great. Well, let's get into our first question. Brent, I'm going to come to you first. Um, tell us about the trends that you see currently driving the service provider digital and cloud transformations um, right now. And tell us, um, why is that important to that, that community as well? Well, sure, David. So as, as I, I work in the enterprise space, and so as I think about the pressures and the things that are impacting businesses of all sizes, large and small, the things that come to my mind are, what are the economics of these businesses? How do they continue to make money? Um, how do they provide agility? How do they make sure that they're, they're staying ahead of the curve and so forth so that they can provide the needs for these customers? Uh, how do they give better customer service and how do they get better CSAT scores and these kinds of things? What are the logistics that they have to go through and how do they how do they deliver their services a little bit better as i look at what the enterprises are facing they need partners that can enable these kinds of things for them and there's so many changes going on and one of those clearly is in the communication space and so to me the same drivers that are driving these these enterprises are the ones that are driving these uh, communication service providers they have got to be the ones that enable these kinds of services, better better service delivery, better economics, and these kinds of things for for their own customers, and so they have to be doing these very same things. Brian, any thoughts different than that or to add to that? Yeah, I know. I love how you teed it up, and I love how you started with the enterprise customer in mind, the customer that service providers are supporting. Um, I think it starts with the experience that they're having and making sure, like you said, that it's just, it's agile, it's competitive. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what comes to mind to me is there's just this other layer now of what feels like accelerated urgency around transformation to the cloud because of the competitive dynamics that service providers are facing. You know, service providers got into the voice and communications market at a point in time when it was pretty straightforward. Um, it was landline replacement and dial tone. And over the last decade, we've seen the complexity of that solution um, just increase exponentially, where it now includes collaboration, all sorts of real-time video and whiteboarding and screen sharing capabilities combined with text messaging, not just you know one-to-one -one text messaging, but much more advanced business text messaging capabilities. And then you've got to also be backwards compatible into those kind of legacy solutions. So the complexity that that creates, I think, 
drives more urgency around really thinking about network transformation in a way that gets them on the forefront of innovation and differentiation um, while maintaining backwards compatibility with the legacy solutions that they've supported for the last decade and a half. Right. Wow. So, Brian, you mentioned, you know, the competitive nature of, of the space uh, there. I mean, it is a very competitive. Um, I mean, the big question for me is, you know, how can service providers maintain or even increase uh, their market share as a, as a result of, you know, all this competition we're seeing? Yeah, in some ways, I think, you know, the, first off, the enterprises are going to be the beneficiary of a highly competitive market. It's going to drive innovation across the segments, both from over the top, more vertically oriented service providers, as well as from, you know, I'd say the, the traditional broadband service providers um, that are supporting data and communications on kind of a single invoice. Um, I think the big thing right now that's going to drive, you know, kind of how I think about next level innovation and transformation has to do with underlying architecture. Um, you know, we like to think like it starts with product and innovation, but that is underpinned by architecture. And when I talk about architecture, I think the first thing that comes to mind is really understanding how the legacy solutions that have served service providers for the last decade and a half or two decades, what we'll call kind of VoIP 1.0, in many cases are now holding them back and stifling their ability to continue to innovate and drive differentiation with their customers in the future. And this is a part, you know, the architecture dynamic here and the opportunity to upgrade to the cloud is going to be a game changer for service providers. Like we're just big believers in the service providers positioning in the market today. And especially as the market matures and we think about service providers ability to bundle services um, and to just add on services to the broadband infrastructure that they own. Um, if they have an innovative feature set that delivers to the enterprise all those kind of that laundry list that Brent rattled off around innovation and agility, um, and they can bundle it with their broadband, they're going to be in an advantaged position. And so we we look at the service provider market and we get pretty excited about their ability to, to win and kind of see a little bit of a resurgence even in the service provider competitive positioning. Um, but it has to be based on an underlying cloud first, cloud native architecture that's going to maintain agility and help them differentiate in the market and create those great customer experiences that Brent was highlighting. If, if I could add just a little bit on, onto that, Brian and, and David, it seems to me that um, a, a service provider is going to have to stay abreast of the market. And, and that's not just abreast of what's happening with, with their customers because their customers are asking for, as you mentioned, Brian, different bundles. They're asking for different capabilities and so forth. And this, these these service providers have essentially kind of got to be a communication Swiss army knife where they can provide those capabilities to the customers that want different things. And without a good underlying architecture, you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, just a couple of other thoughts. These customers are changing their expectations. And so the old way of doing things where, you know, maybe you add one new capability or just a few capabilities every year, that's gone away. Uh, and, and with this agile development that, that's occurring now, um, customers are expecting new things and you're able to give new things. Uh, just for example, one of the things that I saw from um, Brian's company was this business text messaging that's completely revolutionizing some of the some of the businesses of some of the customers that he has. That's something that wasn't offered a year or two ago, but now because of the way that the, these solutions are architected, new capabilities that completely change how a business functions and works can be available.
Yeah, and when you think about service progress, how good they've been, like their DNA around bundling multiple services, maintaining local customer relationships, supporting with lo their customers with on-site support and install and training, um, adding on additional services, margin-rich services like business text messaging, just mm -hmm. becomes a no-brainer for the service providers. Right. One other thought there before we, we move on, and, and that is this whole idea of um, – Brian mentioned over-the-top players, and, and companies can go to these over-the-top players if they want, but your question, Dave, was, was about maintaining market share. If I'm a, a communication service provider, I want to own that customer. I want to be able to provide the services, but I want my brand out there as well. And so if, if I'm partnering with one of the over-the-top providers, well, maybe that's okay, but it dilutes my own brand. It dilutes my own marketing efforts and so forth. And so it, it gives you a way by, by having a service like Alianza offers that you can maintain your own brand, you can maintain the full relationship with the customer, the billing is on your paper, uh, you, you maintain that tight relationship that you've had for so many years. Uh, Brent, it's a great point. I mean, if I could just, I guess, add a riff on that one more time. You know, we really are trying to position Alianza in the market as this Goldilocks type solution for service providers, where I think there's there's been a segment of early moving service providers that have thought, hey, if I'm going to transform my business to the cloud, I've got to partner with a leading over the top provider that's going to give me that cloud first, agile type platform. The challenge with that, like you said, you're going to give up brand awareness. You're going to give up kind of brand equity that you're trying to build, the customer relationship and the customer experience. You're all seeding to a third party. All these things that used to be a big inherent part of the service provider DNA, you're outsourcing now. Um, and the biggest among those, I would say, is the customer experience. And yet service providers realize they're kind of getting painted in this corner where the legacy soft switching platforms that they built their networks on are not cloud, are not agile enough, are not extensible enough to deliver the customer experience that their enterprise customers want. And so they're left kind of you know, picking between the worst of the best of two evils. And Alianza, you know, is kind of trying to really tell the market, hey, there's a much better solution here um, where we can deliver you the types of control, visibility, transparency, and owner's economics that you're used to in a build environment. But when you move it to the cloud, you get the ag agility, extensibility, the competitive dynamic of really being able to differentiate with the product set that's your brand, your margin stack, your invoice, leveraging your strengths. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in there because I think we could probably riff about this uh, for a while. But um, we've, we've talked a lot, a lot there um, around some of the, the advantages um, around transitioning you know, to, to, to cloud and why they should be doing it. If we could distill, you know, a little bit of that down for our, for our viewers, I mean, what, what should service providers be thinking about, you know, as they make this decision? Uh, this transformational decision to go to go in this direction. Um, Brent, do you want to kick us off on that one? Yeah, sure. Well, it, it's in some ways going back to what we've sort of already alluded to, but you know, as if I'm a, a service provider, as, as I think through that business model, well, then I want to provide the very best products and services that I can to my customers. But at the same time, I have to be able to make money doing that. I have to maintain my margins. And so, um, as I think through that question that you asked, David, it would be, I need to work with a provider that's going to allow me to, to maintain that relationship with the customer, allow me to keep my margins. It will allow me to keep my branding. 
Um, but in addition to that, it will help me help my customers do more. And, and in this day and age, if we can help our customers do more, then they want to stay with us. They stay sticky and, and they, will, they will remain our customers for a long time. Um, and, and then as I think about that too, Brian mentioned this, this idea that, you know, in the past there's, what do you call it, voice 1.0, 1, 1 Brian, is that what you call yeah. it? Okay, so that's the idea where the service provider sets up their own servers and, and they run those, they maintain those, they manage those, and, and that was all well and good for the time. But we're now way past that. And so if, if a service provider can move into the model where they don't have to invest their resources and their precious people time, I'll say, their human resources into that, and, and they can still get the benefits of these cloud architectures and, and these cloud services, but they don't have to maintain, manage, and run those. And if the economics are right, then it seems like that's a win-win for everybody. It's, it's, it's a win for the, for the company that's providing the cloud service. It's, it's a win for the uh, communication service provider. And it can be a win for the end user, uh, the, conferencing, or the communication service provider's customers, because they're getting more than they would have gotten before. And sometimes that pricing can even be better. Yeah. I don't know. Brian, thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, we're just, it feels like macro level, the market's at this crossroads and service providers yeah. are at this crossroads where they have to decide, hey, if I'm going to continue to compete as a communication service provider, not just a broadband service provider, I have to double down and I can't continue to do things the way that I used to do them. The competitive nature of the products, the let's call it the diversity of the products that are available now to the enterprise customer necessitate a different way of doing things. And that both creates a massive opportunity for service providers because they're serving the customers that want these products today. But it also, there's a risk associated with that opportunity, which is I have to change my underlying network infrastructure and architecture and solutions to be able to take advantage of that. And I mean, I like what Brent said, like you have to be able to, I mean, the service provider's strength in this is that they already own the customer relationship. They're anchored with that customer today. And so, you know, I think part of that key, David, is listening to the customer, understanding what they want. Um, and then I'll build on what Brent said, like doing it in such a way where you maintain that margin stack, because that's going to be important in a bundling environment. Because ultimately, service providers are positioned to give the best economic solution, the best quality solution, the best customer experience, the best support experience because of that anchored broadband customer that they already own today. Um, and I think that just necessitates, once again, kind of that look to the cloud to say, how can I leverage the cloud to do this with a total cost of ownership that doesn't put a massive burden on the service provider's team to build differentiated products for every one of these specific segments and verticals while still maintaining the legacy solution set. And I think the cloud is just a killer solution for service providers right now that want to maintain the existing customer base while having an eye to the future and knowing that they have to innovate and have an offering for what's next in an increasingly diverse communication suite of products. I want to talk about the economics on that quickly, um, Brian. You know, we, we talked about, you know, unified communications, collaboration, you know, being part of the product set that customers want. But you know, is there still money to be made um, you know, for for service providers in this in this area? We, you know, we've talked a lot about in the past on the platform around the commoditization around UC, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, is that still a fruitful area for, for service providers in your opinion? 
Uh, emphatically, absolutely, yes, no question. We still talk, I mean, with service providers every day who say my communications product suite is my highest margin dollars on the entire network. Higher margin than broadband, higher margin than video, certainly. Um, but it doesn't come without risk because they're trying to protect this high margin revenue base of business while saying, hey, if I want to try to do innovative new products, in unified communications, texting, um, innovative video solutions, it's going to cost a lot more. And the reality is if they try to do it the old way, it will. And their margins are going to be under pressure. Um, but when you deliver it from the cloud and you consider the total cost of ownership, service providers are going to be really, are really happy with the margin profile of this business. And it just has the potential to be a game changer for them because it's no longer just about, you know, broadband and basic voice. There's an addressable market here that brings a lot more revenue to the table for service providers. And so I think it's a really exciting time for service providers where they're saying, hey, there's still margin there. The margin profile is still strong, but the real opportunity is on the growth side. It's not about just protecting the margin that's there. It's about getting out into market with a partner that's going to enable you, that's going to train your sales team, that's going to give you marketing materials and battle cards and help you run analyses on the markets and the segments you serve and the geographies you serve and come up with the right product offerings to be in market. And when you have a true partner like that, that's backing you, that's working with you, that's supporting you, um, the next decade is going to be an awesome year of growth and profitability for service providers in the communication space. That's our take. Yeah, I think, I think you're completely right on that. You know, so the next decade is going to be incredibly exciting. Uh, Brent, do you share Brian's enthusiasm for the next decade of that, of that kind of growth and that margin opportunity? Well, I definitely think there's margins, but I think uh, service providers are going to have to pick and choose wisely. And um, the reason I say that is um, I wrote an article last month about one of the major service providers in the United States that has chosen not to sell unified communications anymore. And they said that the reason they were doing that is because they were not able to make money. But look at the partners who, the, who they were using. Okay. And so clearly they were not using Brian and Alianza. Uh, they were using some others. And, and so for that particular service provider, the margins were not there. And they said, we're going to stop selling this and you're going to see a decrease in our top line, but you'll see an increase in our bottom line. Um, now, that being said, um, again, this comes back to who, you, who are you going to work with as a partner on this? And they were working with some of the OTT players and, and so forth. And and it, what was really surprising, this, this is a major service provider that everybody in the country knows, and they decided not to sell UC anymore. So with that being said, let me put it like this. Everybody needs voice. Everybody needs communications and collaboration, and they're willing to pay for that. They're willing to pay uh, for those services because they need them and they need a service that is going to be reliable, that's always there because if, if they're using some kind of a cobbled together sort of system that maybe they can put together themselves, well, uh, you know, you get, you get different results on that. But if you're working with customers and clients and so forth, your service has got to be there every time, all the time, on time and, and so forth. And so, yes, definitely. So I just gave, I gave you one example. Now, in fairness, I have talked to four or five others just since Friday about this very same topic, and they're all saying, yes, there, there is lots of money to be made here. We see a tremendous upside and so forth. And so I will echo, 
I think what Brian said in that there is tremendous upside here for, for these uh, service providers, particularly these smaller service providers that have, you know, you know they have so much to offer. They, they own the customer effectively and they can help increase the effectiveness of the businesses of those customers. So absolutely, but it's going to depend on the partners that you're going to choose to work with, I think, as to your ultimate long-term success. Yeah. yeah, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that just a hair. I, I think certainly for mid-market, small market service providers, the opportunity is awesome. I think there's actually like an interesting inverse cost dynamic that most of us would not intuitively be drawn to. But I will tell you, like in our working with a lot of the largest service providers and mid-market service providers, there's this interesting kind of dynamic where you would think, oh, the greater my volume, the lower my cost. The bigger I am, the more efficiencies I can drive. It's actually in many cases the opposite. And I think this speaks to kind of the, the business case that Brent was outlining. Some of the largest service providers in the country and in the world are those with the largest underlying cost basis. Because the larger you are, the more systems you have, the more interoperability challenges you have, the more legacy systems you have to be backwards compatible with, the larger your sales team and the more complex your marketing is. And this is where I think, once again, like the move to the cloud can be so powerful because all of a sudden you're extrapolating so much complexity out of the service provider network. You're streamlining it, collapsing it, taking what is you know traditionally a 20 to 30 vendor operating environment and collapsing it down to one or two when you move to the cloud. You're creating you know a single API interface for all your back office provisioning, billing, support, and so forth. And so it really just... Alianza for the largest operators, and you've seen some of the announcements that Alianza has made um, with tier one operators. We have more pending that you'll be hearing more about um, over the next coming months. Um, but I'm just, I'm more excited than ever about even the large operators and ability to maintain margin competitiveness at scale despite complexity. Fantastic. Well, look, Brian, um, Brian and Brent, I think that's a great place to end today's discussion. It is such a great opportunity still. Um, I'm looking forward to the next 10 years, and I'm glad you both are as, as well. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you, David. Thank you, David. And thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it from me. See you next time.